It's the Real Estate Podcast, brought to you by Ray White, the largest real estate and property group in Australasia. And welcome to another episode of the Real Estate Podcast, available on iHeartRadio and also Spotify and Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcast from. Well, it's a Thursday, the 2nd of June for 2022, and coming up this morning, we're going to be looking at a report into some of the best suburbs for first home buyers. Yes, they still exist. And the decision has come in from the Johnny Depp Amber Heard trial. Johnny Depp has won all three counts of the defamation trial. Jurors believed Johnny Depp and basically didn't believe Heard's testimony. Of course, Johnny Depp wanted to clear his name and be vindicated that he was not a domestic abuser. And he has done that, and the court has awarded him $15 million in damages. No doubt there will be appeal and a lot more of water to flow under the bridge. But one of the things that people are talking about this morning is that Amber Heard probably doesn't have $15 million and might have to file for bankruptcy. It's the main centre forecast with propertybuyer.com.au. All right, let's have a look at your weather around Australia today. Sydney, good morning to you. Expecting some cloudy conditions and dry with 18 degrees. Melbourne, partly cloudy but dry conditions also and a high of 13. Brisbane, expecting cloud with 19. And in Perth today, one or two showers and your expected high is 20 degrees. Across every state, city and town of Australia, The Real Estate Podcast. Well, in this cooling market, is it a time for reflection for first-home buyers to be thinking about other areas to potentially buy in which will help them stress-test their mortgages? Perhaps that is you. Well, first you have the initial recalibration of moving a suburb over. Perhaps you've already done that with that recalibration. Maybe there's another suburb that you've got to go out. It's a really interesting tool. Talking point, and joining us this morning is economist Asti Mariasmo. And a very good morning to you, Asti. Welcome to the Real Estate Podcast. Hello, good morning. How are you? I'm pretty good. Yeah, so it's an interesting question, this. But first, before we get into that, I just wanted to ask you a little bit about the change of government. From an economist's point of view, what does that do to the demand now that we've got Labor at the helm? Well, it's definitely an interesting time because before um, the election was confirmed and we know that we have a Labour government, our confidence rate was actually pretty low. So the Consumer Confidence Index was at 90 points, which is actually below the point that we were in prior to COVID. So that actually gives you a bit of an indication that people really wanted to know what was going to happen to all of the federal budget, government policies, any of the housing related policies that is currently up in the air because they're trying to make heads and tails and at the same time the change of government also happened when people didn't really quite know whether the Reserve Bank is definitely going to be increasing the cash rate or not. Now that we have those things confirmed so to speak people can start planning again. 
As I said at the top, perhaps first home buyers with the change of government uh, should be looking at areas that they haven't yet considered. Now is the time to be doing that perhaps in this correcting market. Definitely. We have definitely seen a trend in capital cities, uh, particularly Sydney and Melbourne, where uh, Sydney is still growing. It still, ha- it still has positive growth, however, not at the faster pace as before, like if we look back six months ago. And we are seeing some suburbs within Sydney actually um, you know, going down a little bit in terms of price. So Sydney as a whole is still growing, but at a slower pace and and we're seeing certain suburbs within Sydney starting to decline in their median prices. Melbourne as a whole, we're actually seeing a decline in price both for houses and units. Um, And so that does mean it creates opportunity for first-home buyers to get into the market. Um, We're seeing the exact same thing um, in Hobart. We're seeing it in the Gold Coast. Brisbane is probably the only capital city where the prices are still growing strong and that would again still open up the possibility for first-home buyers because Brisbane market is pretty much half of Sydney when it comes to prices. So tell us a little bit about the report that you did because for first-home buyers having a listen to this, they'll be very curious as to where some of the more cost-effective areas are that you highlighted in your report. It's kind of one of those reports that challenges your your thinking, I suppose, in terms of where would be not only the best place for me, but also the most economically possible place for me. And that place may not be somewhere that you've known all your life or somewhere that you've set your heart and mind into or somewhere that is kind of like your dream sort of suburb or your dream area. So this particular report, we've considered every single suburb in Brisbane, Sydney, Melbourne, Hobart, and the Gold Coast. We've made sure that the prices, the chosen suburbs have a price that is lower than the capital city that is in. So for example, if it's a suburb in Brisbane, then it has a lower median price than the Brisbane Metro. Same thing with Sydney, Some same thing with Melbourne. They're all within 20 kilometers of the CBD. And that was really, really important for us because one of the feedback that we get from a lot of clients and also from first-home buyers is that, you know, they don't want to live two hours outside of the CBD or, you know, somewhere that is really far away that is completely alien to them. We've made sure that there's a lot of amenities. So that's your infrastructure, such as schools, hospitals, medical center, shops, restaurants, most importantly, public transport, and also a low crime rate. If you are a first-time investor, we've made sure that these suburbs have a rental yield that is higher than the capital city and lower than uh, the capital city for vacancy rates. And all of these suburbs have some sort of project development in the area, whether it's a new infrastructure or a new commercial structure that will keep local employment, that will keep the area growing, that will attract more people into the area. So by far, these are not the cheapest suburbs. I think that's the first thing that I have to really put out there. 
because we can definitely identify suburbs in Brisbane, for example, that are under 300 or 400, maybe even 500K, but it may not be safe or it may not be next to a public transport that you need to to get to work. These are the most affordable suburbs that you can get for all of those livability aspects for them to be ticked and for you to be living comfortably. Okay, so let's have a look at maybe the suburb that really stood out for you in Brisbane. So what did you find? So Brisbane, if you're looking for a house, a suburb that um, has really stood out for us is Tingalpa, which is kind of um, almost sort of like in the inner northwest of Brisbane, median price still under $750. And it's a very well-known little tucked in sort of like suburb that not many people may have considered. It's one of those suburbs that has a lot of great schools around it and about 200k less than the um, Brisbane metro median house price. Okay, that's Brisbane. What about in Sydney? Sydney, uh, my pick for houses would be in Riverwood with a median price of about 1.2M. So that's about 400, 500k less than Sydney Metro. And in Melbourne, what did you find? Melbourne, um, we will go to Greensboro um, at about a million dollars. And again, that's about another 300k below the Melbourne Metro price. And good old Hobart. There must have been a, a great one in Hobart. Well, in Hobart, Clarendon Vale at $435,000 was is the pick, which is definitely less than the Sydney and Melbourne ones that I've just said. And I'm quite surprised still how there is some good buying on the Gold Coast. Well, this is why you have to go to suburbs that you may not thought of. So, for example, Oxenford, which is a little bit more between Gold Coast and Brisbane. So, it's in the upper um, Gold Coast at 750k. And I noticed that you've got Runaway Bay in there. That is one of my favourite areas of the Gold Coast. Is it? Mm. Um well, it, I mean, it is on the higher scale, 592 median price for units. But, you know, in, the, in terms of the Gold Coast, it is still definitely one of the more affordable areas that does tick all of those boxes for livability that we talked about. Well, thank you so much, Asti. That's a nice little sort of a breakdown for first-home buyers to be thinking about. And thanks for coming on to the Real Estate Podcast this morning. Thank you very much. We connect you to the best real estate information across Australia. The Real Estate Podcast. 